0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Excited for another interview. Today, we have an awesome guest, Yasemin Tunch. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh,
1: it's my pleasure. Really this will appreciate be fun. It. My first time being a podcast. Hey, guest.
0: So, so excited yes. to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, thank you. And she's
0: basically a neighbor too, which
2: I mean, a very easy. That's so true. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's very hard for everybody to see, and I can't adjust the camera, but we can actually see. Yes, yes, no internet, yes so, for sure. Yeah, that's excellent. Sure. We yeah. only film in locations where we can see where we oh, live. Derek course. and I are homebodies. Yes. Yeah, so. no, we really just <laughs>
2: want to be able to see
0: anyone, <laughs> everyone in this. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> so I think. You have such an interesting background and personal life story, some of Thank which you. I already know, but we're going to share it with the audience today. Sure. So I think if I were introducing you, I would say that you are a life coach. I am. You're an investor. I am. You're a Chicagoan. You I am. You live here locally. So uh, I would love it if you could just start with any piece of that that you'd like to and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Um, so I am a Chicagoan now and I'm an investor now, and I'm a life coach now, but those have all happened within the last seven years. Wow. Um, I was born in Turkey, in Istanbul, um, but I have been in this country for 42 years. Oh wow! But I came to Chicago from Muncie, Indiana, so I worked at Ball State University in their IT area my entire career, 28 years, and it was great. I loved working for Ball State. I love IT. Um, my last job was assistant vice president of academic technology at Ball State. But then um, my daughter got pregnant. Wow. And I thought, okay, it's time. I'm here all by myself, Both my kids had graduated college and came to Chicago. Um, it's time for me to move to Chicago and be close to you know my kids. And so I decided to retire. I was 55 (laughs) and, um, the year before I retired though, I had met, um, Lynn, whom, you know, um, through my daughter because she was their realtor. And so I had purchased this apartment or condo and, um, for the fact that I wanted to come here more often when my grandkid was born, and so I didn't want to crash on their couch. I wanted to have my own space. Mm-hmm. so I bought this condo. Um, so a year after that, well, not quite a year, maybe eight months after that, I decided, okay, that's it. I'm actually going to move to Chicago. So I came here and moved into my condo, which I love my condo. It oh, that's is so great such an hear. amazing building. And I've
0: shown in your building before. It's so beautiful. It Walked is beautiful. spaces space is really, really cool. Yes.
2: And I do love the neighborhood.
0: yes Yes, great right
1: great neighbors Uh (laughs) um so then um that first year i was trying to learn my way around chicago i knew only two people in chicago well three i guess my daughter my son-in-law and my granddaughter wow um and then lynn and i were talking and um and i had some money so um i thought "Hmm, maybe i can just buy an apartment and rent it out. That would be extra income for me. So she helped me buy this, my first, um, second apartment, I guess, after my own. Um, and um, that, that just kind of started the ball rolling, you know? Yep. And Isn't it's, it amazing it's, how you get yeah, addicted to life. I know. It is kind of addictive. <laughs> now I have five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all in Chicagoland? They're
1: all in Chicago. Yeah. Five outside of my own. Wow. Um, and then, um, I started volunteering for Dress for Success, and that was great. That was only like three hours, yeah. one day a week, and then I thought I need to do something more because I am. I committed to babysitting one day a week, and they used to live in the West Loop, so mm-hmm. I would walk down there, um, spend the day with Maggie, <laughs> and then Tuesday, so that was Wednesdays. On Tuesdays, I was volunteering, and that left like five days a week that I had nothing to do. I need a job. Um, I didn't know exactly what kind of job I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't want was to go to an office, work full time, and wear a uniform. <laughs> so I thought. The club on that one, right? yeah. I think all three of those should <laughs> required. I'll take that. I'll take yes. that. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, so I thought life coaching. Yeah. I can become a life coach. I can work from home. I can work as much as I want to. So I started looking at some training programs and I found this awesome training program. Um, And I signed up. It was a year long, one day, one weekend a month in person, life coach training program. I mean, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then throughout the month, we had like homework exercises to do and that kind of thing. Um, what I didn't realize was what it was going to do for me um, as a person. I just thought, okay, show me how to do life coaching and I can do life coaching. And what I learned was you can't really do life coaching. You have to be someone to yeah. connect with people so that you can actually understand the person that you're talking to anyway so that was just talking
0: about this we had a a connection in our life that Uh became a life coach very early in life and we the first thought that popped in our heads was well how can you be a life coach unless you have some experience to share you've gone through so it's interesting you bring that point up yeah what you offer really is your perspective on a really interesting time of life Yes. I yes. also think it's interesting that you needed a job after retirement because my father's retired three times and every time he does it, I'm like, what's your next career? <laughs> you like, know, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Well. good
1: for him though. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I started that business too. But in the meantime, I had incorporated or created an LLC for my rental because by that time I had three mm-hmm. apartments already. Yep. Um, so Yeah. That's that's where my life has taken me. Um, wow! The other day, I was talking with a friend of mine, and I was maybe for the first time mentioning this property management LLC, and she said, "Oh, I didn't know you were such an entrepreneur." I'm like, <laughs> "Neither did I."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but that's the word that's coming to my mind too. I'm thinking yeah. about the transition you went through, both physically coming from. Yeah, them. I mean. Back from your origin to America to now, but from Muncie to Chicago alone it is, is a, big, a big massive change. transition. Yes. And then to dive right in to not only being a part of the city, but managing property in the city. Yeah. And you said they're all condos, right? They are. So you're managing multiple condo associations, multiple tenants. Yes. I mean, yes. you are running. A business, I am running you
2: know. two businesses, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and what I, I don't know is, was
0: that always like the intent
2: to do that, or did you just kind of no, fall into Derek, it? I just
1: sort of fell into it, yeah. Um, after the first one, like uh, Matt said, it became like, Oh, I have this cash, can I buy another one? You know, like every time I have a little bit of cash, yep. I would call in and say, Hey, let's go start looking again, and she would take me around. So I had. I mean, this has turned into a really um, interesting journey for me because each of the apartments that I um, buy, end up buying, um, I walk in and my first, well, of course I have criteria, right? It has to be a two bedroom, in unit laundry, a parking space. And then when I walk in this feeling, you know, would I live here? Mm
2: -hmm. And if
1: that's the feeling I get, okay. I mean, of course, if the price is right and the reserves are there whatever, you know, the technicalities, but it's just become this emotional kind of connection for me. Um, And that was the, really when I bought my own condo, that was the first time I bought something by myself.
2: Yeah.
1: um, Well, outside of a car, but um, when I walked into my own condo for the first time, and I had looked at maybe 30 condos around Chicago before that. I felt like home. Yeah. Um, I had grown up in a second story condo with my parents with a tree lined street and mm-hmm. it was—it felt like home. So um, that's what I have been feeling every time I find something that I really like and if I have the money, then I
0: say, okay, let's do it. What stands out to me is that I think a lot of investors now, particularly with COVID, it became very popular to invest sight unseen oh, yeah. from far away and things that the imagine. numbers were. And you have such a personal attachment to their assets, but they are well, assets yeah. that mean something.
1: That's right. They're right. my assets. Right. Yeah, for exactly. sure. For sure. Yeah. And I'm picky about my tenants. So I have been extremely lucky with my tenants. They're yeah. awesome people. Knock on wood. Yes, <laughs> knock on wood is right. Yeah. Um, I have this one tenant. She was the first tenant that moved into my very first condo or uh, the unit that I bought. Um, she's still there
2: wow like uh, every time
1: weird. her um lease is up she would be the one reminding me actually i think my lease is coming up can we just <laughs> extend it and i'm like of course <laughs> i love you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so um you know i'm i'm attentive to their needs of course when there's a problem we fix it and yeah. Now I have people like I have an HVAC guy and I have a handyman and I have a painter, you you know, like, yeah. So it's, it's been great. It's been great. I love it.
0: I'm curious for you, just functionally thinking on Derek's side, when you were acquiring these properties, did you use, was it traditional financing? Were you buying in cash? I was you, buying
1: cash. You were, okay. Mm-hmm. So you were
0: really just, you didn't have to go through any lending stipulations. No lending
2: at all. So not my favorite kind of buyer. No, I guess I'm sorry. And then that's okay. <laughs> if you're gonna be in that position, why not, right?
0: Now, but yes. I am curious now, as an investor, so you developed a portfolio now, which yes. on paper has a considerable amount of equity value oh, and sure. is bankrolling the rent. Yes. So I would assume if, if she, Ever Wanted to get a loan for a larger project. I mean, you have a larger portfolio to borrow, I think. For sure. Right? Oh, yeah, for like sure. when you have
2: those assets, that's all you can do then. You can tap into that activity. Yeah, We see a lot of people doing that right now with things like cash out refinances, DCRS loans, and all mm-hmm.
0: those
1: kind of things. Yeah, because I just recently, and this again, I am the luckiest person in the world. Um,
0: Luck has a big part to do with a lot of life. Oh, for sure, (laughs) for
1: sure. And being open to luck, yes. Um, I wanted to refinance my own condo for a long time, and finally, I did, and of course those assets came in handy because I right. don't have a full time job. I don't right. not getting a paycheck from Absolutely. anybody.
0: But so on that paper, was hard. are collecting yes, like, that's yes. Really so great.
2: Had all that passive yes. income that they could use to help that. Well, yes. in a
0: city like Chicago, the rent is so consistent, reliable, and recently going up so much. I mean, yeah. you really can show positive numbers there. Yeah, that's so
2: great. one thing I want her to talk about a little bit for like our listeners is the fact that you went to the LLC. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. I have people ask me that all the time of, hey, I'm buying a house, that's putting the LLC. And I'm like, yeah. well, this is just your own home right now. Maybe we should yeah, wait. So talk about like when you decided to do that, some of the benefits of doing that. And was there ever a point where it's like, hey, I need to incorporate here.
1: So um, my attorney, my real estate attorney advised me to create the LLC after I bought the first unit.
2: Yep the first investment unit first investment yeah. unit yeah. yes
1: my own does not belong to the llc yeah. um it's oh, yeah. just Separate five rentals first yes yeah. yes she said you know if something happens um you're liable for something it's yeah. better to have the llc be responsible so that you don't lose your own home right yeah so that's why i created the llc yeah Smart.
2: it gives you some-
1: yeah, my poor tax accountant, of course, is pulling his <laughs> hair out because I have my two LLCs and my own stuff. So
0: <laughs> now do you see I'm curious because you work with who? who is your average client these days? How would you describe like your in life coaching? Yeah, in life coaching.
1: Um, well, you know, um, so after I finished coaching school, mm-hmm. it is the hardest thing to find a client. You know, because kidding. people yeah. go, well, I know how to live my life. I don't need a coach. So then I thought, okay, I need to do more. And yeah. that's just me, I need, always need to do more. Um, I got certified as a meditation and mindfulness teacher. That's great. And then somebody mentioned something about character strengths, uh, a friend of mine actually. So then I immediately Googled that and found out that there's this whole field of psychology called positive psychology. <laughs> And I looked into it and it came out of university of Pennsylvania and lo and behold, Coursera has a fundamentals of positive psychology, five course program for wow. however many dollars. So immediately I signed up for that. <laughs> um, and then of course this was during COVID so mm-hmm. nothing is happening, Then I. I thought, okay, you know, every marketing book you read, they're talking about a niche. And I was just so resistant to the idea of a niche. But then in this one book, I read one line, you are your ideal client. And I thought, okay, who am I? Well, I'm a retired woman ooh, I wonder if retirement coaching is a thing. So I looked it up. Sure enough, it's a thing, and there's a certification for it, so I'm certified retirement yeah.
2: coach. <laughs> I'd like I to see that. a list that, of that. all the certifications. Yeah. 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 she got a binder with the yeah. certifications, right? that's, <laughs> so no, so that's great. that's it.
1: That's yeah. it. I'm yeah. done, I think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, so my ideal client could be anybody. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy working with people one-on-one. Um But retirement coaching is interesting, too, because, again, I'm a retired woman, so I'm now a part of a couple of Facebook groups on retirement and people talk about travel. So one day I was thinking, yeah, travel. I mean, I love travel. I have a daughter who lives in Greece. My Mm -hmm. brothers live in Istanbul. So I counted the days since I retired. It had been 2,190 days. Wow. And by that time, I had traveled to nine countries for 90 days. So I had 2,100 days that I was not traveling.
2: Yeah.
1: And what was I doing, right? So... This whole idea of, oh, I'll just travel when I retire. Because I heard that from a lot of my friends, too. I think a lot of people
0: aim for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. and it's yeah. great,
1: but you're not traveling 24-7, 365. Right. So I'm developing a program called SHAPE, and I call it What's the Shape of Your Retirement Program? And SHAPE is an acronym. It starts, stands for Social, Healthy, Accomplished, Purposeful, Engaged. Love that yeah i'm excited about it
0: that um, is very cool yeah, yeah
1: i'm very excited about it so um i envision that to be like six to seven week group coaching program and we'll just talk about those five things and in the beginning people would fill out sort of a questionnaire of some sort and where then, they are now yeah where I, they are now right, and what their goals the are, are for retirement are so much- um, and then at the end, they will create, like, a retirement plan for themselves so cool. that they have all five things covered. Because when people retire, um, you know, in our culture, we are so conditioned to work and um, our identity is tied to work. And this happened, all four, five of them actually happened to me. Um, so when I retired... What was I? You know, Mm -hmm. I was assistant vice president and then I was a grandma. Not that there's anything wrong with being a grandma, but... Big transition. Yeah, huge transition. And I kind of lost myself. So this life coaching training program actually was amazing to help me regain my footing in my life, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Um, It keeps you sharp
1: too, right? Oh, for sure. Constantly reading and learning. Yeah. Well, and now to be
0: able to turn that and give it back, especially with this this course, that's a really cool endeavor. And I think in part why I was asking that question too, is I look at, like you said, you're a recent investor or now a recent entrepreneur into the investing space. So I think it's really cool that as you're sharing this experience with other people who are going through retirement or maybe already in retirement, that that idea is coming into play.
1: Yes, yes. Um, the goal is to hopefully help people plan for retirement or within the first year or so, like the first year of retirement, I call it a honeymoon period, really. It's, it's fun because, and I read this in the comments of the Facebook group, I don't have to set an alarm clock anymore. Yay, that's <laughs> yeah. great. But then, you know, you wake up at all hours of the day and yeah. half your day is gone sometimes. Right. And, what kind of life is that just kind of flailing right. about, you know? And sometimes
2: having a routine kind of helps things Absolutely. run Absolutely, right? And
1: actually I had a friend of mine come to me and she said, "You know what? I miss my structure." Yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of people come to us. It isn't. It's a new term, right, for millennial investors. Is they want to retire early. Everybody's focused on retiring by like thirty. If they want to be out of here, right? Yeah, fired. That's right. Actually, independent retire early, and that's exactly the idea. And everybody comes to me and Derek, and they want investment strategies that'll lead them to that as best they can with passive income. And I look at it, and it's such a great goal in terms of building a passive income stream where you can truly be independent. Oh, absolutely. I love that. But what I think people mistake is that they're just all of a sudden going to be able to just exist with a bunch yeah. of money yeah, and no purpose no other purpose. than suspend it. And I, I don't know, there's this There's this separation of like the vision and the path. Right. Or like, it just right. doesn't What are you gonna do with no work? Right. right? What are you gonna do with yourself? What are you gonna do with
2: yourself, exactly. You can only watch so much TV, you can only fish so much. You can, you can right. probably play golf all the time. I could probably play golf. <laughs> <one. laughs>
0: <laughs> but you think, you know, eventually, and where I think thankfully a lot of people turn that into his charitable efforts yeah. or some kind of social focus. Yeah. But it is interesting when you see the overlap of, okay, you want the passive income, but if you don't have a plan for how to manage just the time itself. Right. what is it what does it do you know where does yeah. that leave you
1: I mean people really um, age quicker I think when they don't have a purpose or they're not engaged with life
0: yeah they oh, don't uh, take
1: care of their health. So, yeah. So, I'm excited about this program. That's really as cool. As much as I am excited about having one-on-one clients, too. And we'll
0: make sure we link, uh, if there's a link to the program or just a link to somebody to get in touch with you, we'll make sure yeah, we include yeah. that in the show my notes w- as well. Um, my
1: website um, and my email, sure. Perfect. You. That's Thank great. You. Yeah.
0: Now, I'm curious because you just so happen to live in a building yes. <laughs> right on top of, like, I guess, I'm going to call it one of the most controversial developments going on in the city you. right now. Uh see? In a while. In a while, I yeah. guess.
2: Do you consider Arlington Heights Bears Stadium?
0: Could be- well, I'll throw that in there as a it's probably number two. Okay. <laughs> number one is the Chicago <laughs> Casino. Number yes. two is the Bears moving. Yes, so yes. that's where you know you stand on the spectrum. Yes. How um, do you feel as a neighbor knowing what's about to happen? You know.
1: You know, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I don't know what to expect to live next to a casino. I have a friend, she's extremely excited about it because she thinks it's going to bring life to the neighborhood. And really, River North is a very vibrant neighborhood, but I live on the edge of River North, River so there. it's not very vibrant at it all. It is true. The
0: west side of River North is much quieter than if you oh, go towards sure. the center. Oh, for sure. Yeah, where all the
1: restaurants and, are. It yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. seems right. to be more like communities.
0: Right. Usually. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, so I'm not sure that I am that excited about it. And I have a neighbor who has decided that if they build the walkway bridge to the Montgomery Park, he's selling and moving out. And I'm not sure that I am that pessimistic about it.
2: Yeah. Seems like it'd be a killer property to add to the investment portfolio at that point I mean, if you wanted to be out of there.
1: True, true. Yeah, I would not sell. Yeah. I would keep that. You know, if I'm able to buy something else, um, that would be great Yeah. to, to live. But I, I love my apartment so much yeah. that just the idea of moving, I don't want to go there. So I don't know. The construction will be horrible.
0: And that's with any project, right? I mean, the construction period is going to be bad. And we we were talking earlier, we hope that there's going to be some development of the roads and, like you said, the bridge. Yeah.
2: That would be the part that would irritate me the most is just because I know what that the intersection is already. Oh, it's. It tough. Is terrible. And yeah. did you imagine a Friday evening or yeah. Saturday? Oh in my the God! Day if there's event there, you know, they it's, a it's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, it right? will be a nightmare. I mean, they're gonna have to maybe double layer those roads. at <laughs> that.
0: Now I'm curious, yeah. as a, just as a local resident, did you have a lot of warning leading up to this happening? Were there meetings with the aldermen or the? There local? were. Yeah. yeah,
1: they had sent around um, meeting announcements. Mm-hmm. I didn't attend any of them.
0: It's, it's hard to know. you. I mean, you're really just listening, not voicing. True, you know, true. A lot of those. Of but
1: our, um, our building has voiced its opinion through our um, board president. Mm-hmm. And we're not for the casino. Right. But nobody's listening, of course.
0: Yeah. I think um, that was a lot of the neighbors. Yeah, yeah I think just,
1: so, too. Yeah.
0: Is that so the
2: general too. census for around the building is people don't want to Yeah,
1: around? I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: We've heard the same. And when, when you say we're unsure where things will go, I think... We think about it too, where sometimes we're worried, could this impact the local market? Probably will have an immediate impact to some extent. We'll see what types of businesses it attracts and what types of community it attracts. But I um, mean, it'll
1: be good, I think, for um, they're talking about new restaurants opening. And so, yeah, especially if they fix that bridge. That bridge (laughs) has just got awful. Oh my (laughs) God, it stinks. It's been there for so long. I mean,
2: (laughs) at the end of the day, though. I can't imagine it's not going to bring in some, like you said, some good restaurants, some good places. Yeah, I can imagine Chicago is going to do a good job of it. Right, at least you wouldn't. I hope so. so. Yes, I hope so.
0: (laughs) So, if you were now, I have to ask this because I mean, you're a life coach, so you give advice professionally, right? So, advice
1: is not my job. Oh, there you go. Fair. (laughs) So, if you were
0: guiding someone or coaching somebody on getting into real estate, maybe particularly because it feels like investing fell into your lap more so than Pretty you much. went and sought it out. Is there anything that you would want or, or tell somebody just getting into this? Things to prepare for, things you've learned?
1: Um Yeah. Do your do your homework, I would say, in terms of what neighborhoods I mean, I guess I look at it from the point of view of um, my tenants mm-hmm. when i put somebody in this apartment is this a good living area for them mm-hmm. um and of course it depends on the purpose of the investment right i'm looking at this much more emotionally rather than okay i'm gonna buy this to units site sight unseen yeah you never once me. said that your
0: goal was maximize profit no, of every it's not day, it's right? not
1: um i didn't raise rents for like several years so mm-hmm. um
0: See, not all landlords are bad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know that I can give anybody advice because it's just my own way of doing things. And everybody has a different focus on why they want to do that. Mm-hmm. And for me, why was, sure, I want some income, of course. But it was more like this connection with my tenants. And I mean, I'm not visiting them all the time, of course. Right. But still, again, would I live here? Would I be, um, would I have a peace of mind knowing, you know people I know live here, will yeah. they be okay? Yeah, I have um, three apartments in the Albany Park neighborhood yeah. between Kedsie and Montrose. My
2: buddies mm-hmm. live out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's such a beautiful neighborhood. Oh my gosh, a few years ago, I was going to one of the units to meet a repairman or something. I can't remember exactly why I was there, but it was snowing and the, um, I mean, it was just quiet. I'm not,
0: Some beautiful oh gosh, like, oh streets, beautiful, and, yeah.
1: beautiful neighborhood. So, um, and then I have two in the medical district on Harrison. Yep. Um, when my current tenant moved into one of the units, um, her mother was there. And we were talking, and she said, is this a safe place for my daughter to live? I said, my daughter lives across the street. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty perfect. I hope so.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. yeah I have been lucky. Anything else you have for
2: today? No, I'm not. I think we hit all the nails on the head on that one.
0: Anything you would like to leave everybody with today? Anything we didn't talk um, about that you'd like to go? No.
1: I think this was such a fun conversation. Yeah. Thank That's you, That's what meant to be. Yeah. We really, and
0: I, I feel like what we try to get out of all this is something that everybody can take yeah. away, and you just have a fascinating story. Um, I'm so happy for you that you've found the track that you found, and now yeah. you have the options that you have. And uh, best of luck as you launch this new program we'll do whatever we can oh, thank to you. advocate and, and help appreciate with that
1: appreciate that yeah, yeah thank That's you so exciting. much this well, was fun for
0: everybody watching listening thank you again uh, like subscribe follow if you are looking for more great content like this we're going to put all the links possible uh, in the show notes so that okay. people can get in touch with you if they're interested in thank too. you again everyone thank take you. care